0: Dublin Talks with Buy Local because smarter shopping supports us all. 98FM. And this is Adrian Kennedy with you until midday today, this Monday. If you want to get in contact with us, send us a uh, text text, WhatsApp or a WhatsApp voice note to 0877 98 98 98, or you can call us on 6797 1. Has having anxiety become fashionable? odd question, I know you'd agree, but a listener has been in touch who has been diagnosed with anxiety, but she is fed up with colleagues and friends around her claiming to be anxious, when in fact she thinks they are only saying it to be trendy. Molly sent us this uh, email over the weekend and it says... This could make a good discussion on the show this week. Six years ago, I was diagnosed with having anxiety. After seeing my my doctor, I've been managing my symptoms with therapy and medication. While in the last couple of years, it's great to hear people talking about their mental health issues, it's now gotten to the point where nearly every second person in my workplace is claiming they have anxiety. Anxiety. I'm not a doctor and don't know exactly what people are going through, but there is a huge difference between feeling worried about something and suffering from anxiety. A couple of the girls in the office have taken days off for feeling anxious. And I just wonder, with celebrities like Kylie Jenner and so on coming out and saying they have anxiety, has it made anxiety a fashionable or trendy thing to have? I feel uh, it is an insult to people who are diagnosed with anxiety and struggling with it every day. Does anyone else uh, who has diagnosed conditions like anxiety feel the same way? And that's from uh, a lady called Molly. And uh, she sent that, by the way, through our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash adrian K and Jeremy D. If you want to get in contact with us, you can send us a private message through our page. Anyway, uh, do you know people in your life that say that they're anxious? Has anxiety become an overused term? Call me right now on 6797981. Text WhatsApp or send a WhatsApp voice note to 0877989898. I'm joined on the line by counseling psychologist uh, John Francis, uh, leader from JFL.com. Uh, um, John, welcome to 98 FM.: Hey, Adrian, how are you doing?: Well, has anxiety become an overused term?
1: It's kind of funny because, you know, they say, careful what you wish for. And we've, as psychologists and therapists and those kinds of people, for a long time, really wanted it to be more of a conversation point. And, yes, I'm always delighted to be chatting about it. And there's plenty of opportunities nowadays to do that. But, you know, if you think about many countries, Ireland is a classically good example. You go back a few decades. You didn't talk about your anxiety to your friends or your neighbor. You know, there was this kind of a thing around it that, oh gosh, I'm not sure about that, I'd never admit to that. And that unfortunately created a lot of problems with anxiety because people wouldn't understand it as a a normal phenomenon, although there are many different types of it, and Molly certainly has a point uh, in what she's saying. Uh, But the problem is because people didn't talk about it, didn't get normalized, and it's a bit like health itself. If you don't talk about it, if you don't know about it, then when you do have symptoms of it, Become much harder to manage. So for a long time, we wanted it to be more of a conversation point, but it seems that it's happened. But maybe there's a little bit of an avalanche the other way. Mm. And as Molly rightly mentions, when celebrities are talking about when other people are talking about it, the problem is, I suppose, is it conflates many different types of things together under one label. And you see, there
0: are but, uh, uh, yeah, just to cut across you for a second, and you know, you yeah, see sure. somebody like uh, Kylie Jenner, a multi-multi millionaire, not a care in the world. You would think. Uh, saying that she suffers from anxiety, it almost ridicules it, does it not? Well, this is where it gets complicated, because
1: on the surface, to try, even as a therapist or a psychologist, to try and assess what somebody's feeling and why they're feeling it. It's very individual. And sometimes you'll have people who have had very hard life experiences and that's why they feel anxious. Sometimes you'll have people who have had very good life experiences, but then they have a challenge and they haven't built up the immunity as such to know how to deal with it. So people can have strong or low levels of anxiety for opposite reasons, if you know what I mean. So when we're listening to people talking about their anxiety, there, of course, maybe some cases where it is just trendy and, you know, we, we want to be a bit cautious with that. But at the same time, we do want to appreciate that sometimes people are are having pretty severe anxiety for what may seem to us to be kind of minimal reasons that's where it gets complicated
0: okay now severe anxiety is <clears throat> something that can be clinically diagnosed and uh, treated and obviously anxiety is associated with panic attacks and so on sure. um, but it, there, there has to be a difference between uh, being anxious about something
1: and suffering sure. from severe anxiety and uh, this is the important point and this is where i think these conversations can really be practically useful in people's days there will be people listening to this who maybe haven't quite thought of it this way before some of the points you're making and it can really make a difference because anxiety is different than other what we might call diseases or illnesses or things like that in that it's not something we lack the capacity for as human beings every healthy human being every healthy animal for that matter has an adrenal system you can get a rush of adrenaline and you can have the thing that we call anxiety mm. now in some circumstances that can help you this fight or flight response it can help you get out of danger or it can give you extra energy when you need it. But the problem is sometimes it gets triggered more than is needed or in situations where moving or running or fighting aren't appropriate responses. And this is when anxiety can become an issue. So it can be to do with past experiences, present experiences, interpretations of what's happening. But I think the real takeaway is what's really what we want to do with anxiety is If you think about in the past, maybe in Ireland, where we didn't talk about it at all and it wasn't understood. And then if you imagine the pendulum swinging to the other extreme, where we're kind of obsessing about it and talking about it a lot and maybe not differentiating it. Really, I think where we'd love to have is this middle ground where it's a little bit like if you have a leaking water pipe. You wouldn't sit down and stare at the leaking water pipe and obsess over the fact that it's spraying water everywhere in your house, but nor would you ignore it. So, you kind of do something in the middle where you notice it and then you say, Well, what healthy things can I do to remedy this, to help it forward? So, I think this is where celebrities and people like that can come in because whether the anxiety is severe or minor, if they're thinking, Okay, how can we promote healthy living? Balance, wellness, whether that's food, whether that's uh, physical activity, whether that's learning to think better, they're things that are going to help people of all levels of anxiety. Mm. And it's a kind of a progressive way of bringing it forward.
0: Okay, but there, there, like I said, we all have uh, anxiety uh, in our lives at various Fury times. Yeah. For example, we were only talking about this earlier on. Um, on the day that our listenership results come out, we're all a bit anxious and, uh, yeah. and, and on edge, um, as is everybody in this building. But. Yeah. Um, um, that's perfectly normal,
1: isn't it? Absolutely. And see, this is what it is. It's this proportion really of the level of anxiety versus the level of the, the situation you're facing and whether the two match each other. And what's kind of interesting is it could be sometimes better to have more anxiety and more adrenaline in your system if you're, you know, faced with like one of our ancestors, a wild beast thousands of years ago. You know you're gonna want a lot of uh, coursing through your veins because it's just gonna help you move. The problem is a lot of our worries nowadays are Ideas, the thoughts, the worries about things that might happen, uh, or things that are happening, but we can't do anything physical about. And anxiety, for anybody who's experienced it, we know it's a very physical phenomenon. You have not just thoughts and feelings, but those sensations in the body—the heart beating, palms sweating—very often. And the problem is there isn't an outlet for that. But It is still, I suppose, something on a scale. And of course, there are some very extreme cases of anxiety. But at the same time, having the ability to feel anxiety is a normal part of being human. And that's why working with it is a little bit trickier. I sometimes use the example of, uh, you know, if somebody has a drug addiction, it may be hard to overcome. Mm. At least you can live without drugs. But if you have a food addiction... You need a bit more discipline because you can't live without food, you know, so a little bit of nuance is learning to work with it. So a lot of what we do in our work is helping people not so much to fight or battle the anxiety, which tends to only exaggerate it because it's like a fire alarm ringing telling you something's wrong, but working with it, understanding it. And even firefighters do this in their training. You know, if you're training firefighters, if you and I, Adrian, put together a program for training firefighters, we wouldn't just have relaxing music, scented candles and comfortable chairs and then send them in the fire. Mm. You know, we, we, we get them good at being stressed. We're going kind to of teach them how to be anxious. So then if they're in the situation where it happens, they have some control over it. Okay, so
0: how do I know if my anxiety um, is normal or, or something that needs to be treated? How do I know the difference? Well, if there's any
1: doubt, always a very good first step is go and get that, you know, second opinion on it. Go to your GP or go to a therapist who can give you some proper advice on that. Because it's a bit like, you know, the old expression of the straw that breaks the camel's back it could be that you know you think god have i got anxiety today but maybe you've just been stressing yourself for such a prolonged period without even realizing it at work or relationships etc and your system is just saying ah here and it's kind of you're ready to collapse in that moment so you might self-diagnose yourself as having a severe anxiety condition but it may be a very reasonable response to some of the life experience you've had up until that point and somebody professional or you know obviously talk to friends as well to some degree can help you see that have a bit of perspective on it and strike balance of course it can be more medical reasons as well more adrenaline released or you know balancing neurotransmitters in the brain that can be assessed too but for the most part you know in the work i do it really is what you could call normal anxiety i suppose excessive and managing that normal yeah, anxiety and yes, that. yes indeed and yeah. it's amazing how severe it can become but of course always start with an assessment because if there is an issue you can know it and work with it and if there isn't you can also reassure yourself and then work with better management strategies
0: OK, before I let you go, John, I want to just read this message that's just come in to us. Um, and it says, I was diagnosed with general uh, social anxiety last year, and I'm currently undergoing treatment using therapy and medication. I found that people think that you're just being difficult or shy, and they tell you to cheer up or be brave which really actually undermines the condition. It's a medical condition with countless countless debilitating physical symptoms, not only mental or behavioural, and people glamorise it to the point where the real cases aren't taken seriously. And that kind of goes back to the
1: original message that I read out. And that's the thing we have to realize, to, to try and assume what another person is experiencing at a certain point and to kind of put it all under one category or label. That's really where the problem is. Now, at the same time, because we've had so many decades in Ireland and I'm sure other parts of the world in talking about this, in a sense, we're still finding the language for it. So I would hope if we have the same conversation 10 years from now in the year 2029, that what we'd be finding is we have better vocabulary. You know, we've several different words we're using, you know, rather than kind of banners or categories and somebody will be able to say oh yeah well somebody's feeling this and somebody else is feeling that and we'll have broken it down a little bit more I and mean, that will help things a lot but I suppose we've got to start somewhere and the fact that we're talking about it all is helpful but like the leaking water pipe though let's not just focus on the leaking, let's focus on what we can do to remedy it and to improve wellness across the board.
0: Dan Francis, leader from uh, jfl.com um, psychologist and the host of uh, Body, Mind, Self podcast thank you very much indeed for talking to us on 98FM